0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, August 31st. I think, I think August has 31 days, I'm guessing. Uh, and uh, we are getting ready to preview the NFL season. It is weird because the um, the preseason is is now shorter, and that is going to make... It is going. To, people don't realize it. it is going to surprise them because there are not four days until the regular season start like there normally would be right now. So we have tons of time to preview it. We're going to try and find as many smart people as we can to talk about various things, particularly with a gambling focus this week. And joining us now, uh great friend of the show, who I think we've been podcasting with for like 10 years now, at least, uh, Aaron Schatz of
1: Football Outsiders. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, I'm ready for the season two, but it is a little weird this year. Like the fact that there's no games this coming weekend, no NFL games, at least. I mean, there's a whole college weekend, but there's no yeah. NFL games. And the fact that cutdown day is now today. Oh, nice Yes, today. Saturday, that's right. Right. I'm used to it being Saturday of Labor Day weekend. Now it's today. So it's like five days earlier than usual. We're going to have,
0: it's cutdown day is today, which is Tuesday. And then there's not a game for a long time. I, I really think it's going to surprise people. Aren't going to? It's not registering with the general public. I don't think because I'm getting
1: pelted about. We got to schedule a fantasy draft now, now. And I'm like, I'm telling you, like, we got like two weeks to like figure this out. I, so. I, w- I wonder if it's going to result in more guys getting picked up who were cut by another team because you've got a week to get those guys ready to play. You don't have like only three days.
0: I think that is a correct. I think that's a good call. I think that's a great call. In fact, um, it also it'll give people uh, more time to raise the stakes this football season with a Pick Six podcast pick 'em pool that's right you can join compete against me us other listeners for your share of bragging rights and prizes get started today by downloading the CBS Sports app or by visiting slash pick six. It's simple sign up and remember to make weekly picks against the spread. Weekly winners get a sweet championship belt. Oh, okay. And the year long winner gets a thousand dollars and a guest spot on the podcast. What again? That's slash pick six to play. Wow, that's that's uh, a pretty cool prizes. I didn't, I, you know, I, I, uh, it's like the guy, um, I think it was the it was somebody, I don't know if you heard the announcer the other day. He was doing a read. I think he was at a baseball game. He's like, it was the Cardinals radio announcer or something. He's like, make sure and stop by and get your official bush stadium nft in like midway through he's like what is an nft um
1: <laughs> it's like i know what an re- appearance on the podcast is that i can actually define for you right right, right. but it's like you know you're, you're doing these reads and you get down to the bottom
0: you're like whoa 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 i didn't see that coming um so yeah check that out you can get a thousand dollars and a guest spot on the podcast plus championship belts every week that's pretty awesome uh speaking of contest. FootballOutsiders.com is running the losers league contest. Uh, tell us, t- tell us about that, Aaron. And, um, and this, I like, I like this. We talked about it a little bit before, but
1: the idea that um, you have to figure out what's bad, right? Right. The idea of the loser league is to pick the worst players possible. So basically you want the lowest score every week. You want to get like the guys who get 13 carries for 34 yards with no touchdowns, or you know, two catches with 12 yards and a fumble. Those are great lines. But you can't just take bench guys because if you don't hit a certain minimum number of passes or runs, you get a big penalty. So you have to pick guys who are going to play, but who are going to play badly, and try to get the lowest score every week. And we have weekly prizes this year, a lot of Football outsider swag, memberships in our site. And then our grand prize for the ultimate loser, who has the lowest score over all eighteen weeks, is a trip to the big game in Los <laughs> Angeles. That's, I'm not laughing because of the prize. A trip to the big game, which you because
0: you're not allowed to reference it in the context of a prize, I believe, is the the issue there. Um, you know, between two the the two best teams in professional football as they
1: square That's all. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, That's right. Yeah. That's right. And a PlayStation 5 for second place. Those are good prizes. Those are pretty sweet prizes. Yeah. Now they're trying to like point out you also get a chance to meet me in person at the big game, but I think <laughs> it's the going to the big game that's the big prize. Meeting me is like a little icing on top of the cake, but mostly it's going to the big game. I don't yeah, I wouldn't want prize.
0: to I wouldn't want to suggest that um that meeting you would not be fun, but yes, if 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 if, if you were like, hey, look, the only time we can meet is during the big game, the, the contest winners are probably going to uh, uh, – what? Don't, don't you meet us in the stands at the big game? I think we're going to be meeting before the big game. Ooh, spicy. I, would be I, going, I, I assume it would be before. Um, I will be going as a media
1: member to cover the Super Bowl.
0: That's right. I also hope I will be going as a media member to cover the Super Bowl, although uh, it w- I would feel a lot more comfortable about it if – and this is not going to make any sense, but if the big, if the Super Bowl is being played in Alabama, because then I would feel I would like no sweat. We're having this with like a full crowd uh, instead of in California, um, by the way, and these other, man, these other prizes are pretty incredible. Like you get, um, a fo- you know, early on football outsider shirt signed almanac then a copy of Madden NFL 22 annual subscriptions of football outsiders and uh, a bunch of, uh, Madden ultimate team points which I think are very valuable but I don't know anything about as well as NFL shop gift cards so those are, that's that's cool stuff I like this idea go to uh go to footballoutsiders.com slash fantasy slash loser dash league or just Google football outsiders loser
1: league and go sign up. I say it's free to play, right? It is free to play. All you need is a football outsiders account in order to play but it is absolutely free and we're gonna have so much fun with this This year, because it's great to root for bad games. That's right. It's a lot of fun to. It gives you a reason to watch the Jets. (laughs) That's right. You know, we don't we don't
0: think about bad games very often in like leading up to the season because everybody's optimistic. But once you get in the game, there are some really really bad games. So.
1: Oh yeah, and this year when we ran this contest in the past, you basically picked your you picked your team for half a season at a time. Mm -hmm. Now we're doing it new every week. Which means when we get into the late season, you're going to get a chance to pick up some of those like undrafted free agents who you know are going to be bad. Like when the guy comes in who's the fifth receiver for the Texans, like we'll have him available for you to put on your team and it's going to be fun. OK, I dig that. That's
0: awesome. And of course, um, if you by the way, you can access if you that that free football side, football account will also give you access to current DVOA
1: numbers, which. Yeah, a lot of people feel like we put DVOA behind a paywall. We didn't. We just put it behind a registration wall. We want you to wall. have an outsiders account so that you can comment on articles and so we can get in touch with you and whatnot. And then you get all of our regular stats for free still.
0: Right, and look, it is uh, it is important for media companies to register people on their site. That's a, yes. a no brainer. So, uh, makes makes all the sense in the world. And if you if you are smart, if you are a smart football person, and hopefully you've already done this, but if you haven't and you're listening to the show and you enjoy what Aaron and I have to say, or even if you don't enjoy what we have to say, uh, you should go and buy a copy of the Football Outsiders Almanac. It is uh, Aaron has a, a copy of it in uh, the physical copy. You can get a PDF. Uh, show, show the show
1: the girth on that bad boy. I mean, this is it's a very large book. It's five hundred and twenty-five pages, as I often point out. It's a wonderful football preview that also will kill all the mosquitoes in your house. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it is. With it. it
0: is. Uh, it is a must-have. I saw that in the uh, in the press release described by multiple writers as a bible, including the uh, friend of the podcast, Mina Kimes. And um, I saw somebody well, else call it a Bible. But, it
1: would be funny if the actual Bible came out with a new version every year. That would be good, actually. It, that we would, actually that would update it every year. So that's better than the Bible in my mind because it's constantly current.
0: Well, I, I mean, point out that you've been doing this a lot longer. Than, I mean, you put out more editions than the actual Bible. So
1: there you go. Um, this is the 17th version wow. of our book. I was
0: thinking about that. So I, I think that you and me and Wilson started podcasting probably back when we were at AOL spread fan house. And I mean, I guess I, I, think I've had, I think I have, I probably have some of the older ones in my, in my office here, but I, I mean, I feel like I've got, I feel like I've been I feel like I've been reading it for 15
1: years. Like yeah, that's, we've, been, it, we've been doing it for a long time. And yeah. uh, this year, it's a little bit new in that in order to get the electronic version, you have to become an FO plus subscriber. That's our premium service. But that gets you not only the electronic version of Football Outsiders Almanac, but our big preseason fantasy draft tool, our in season fantasy projections, along with in season fantasy tools, our picks against the spread, our big historical stats database. All of that comes together in one subscription.
0: And the preseason fantasy stuff, Kubiak, is actually comes. as I use it every year. It comes in an uh, easily manipulatable, manipulatable? yeah, manipulatable spreadsheet or editable spreadsheet. It's
1: an online tool now. Yeah, right. But it used um, to be that you would download it. To the, to the rules of your league.
0: Right, you can customize it to the rules of your league. And I play this office league where we have 26 teams and it's tight end premium and all that stuff. And so if you're playing in any of these custom leagues, uh, you will need to, you, like having the... Football Outsiders tool is key because you can add, you can do twenty six teams, you know, and four flex spots, whatever it is. If you have, if you have weird leagues you play in, I highly rec- I highly recommend it anyway. But if you have weird leagues, definitely recommend it. Uh, before we move on to sort of talking some futures, I'm curious: are there any players that you notice that the Kubiak projections are higher on uh, than maybe the general public? Because I've always well- seen. Feels like every year there's one or two guys who just sort of really stand out and it usually ends up
1: popping pretty well. This may connect with what you want to talk about with futures, but like we are higher than anyone else on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Really? I think what happened was that they were better in the second half of last year than they looked and worse in the first half of last year than they looked. So people think they fell off a cliff in the second half and they did decline. But I don't think it was quite as precipitous as people think. And also history shows us that it's best to project going forward using an entire year, not just looking at the second half of the season. So we think Pittsburgh is going to be a a below average offense, but not a dismal like worst in the league offense. And they're going to pass the ball a lot. Mm. Especially because the offensive line is going to be a little questionable on those running plays. We're not as high on Najee Harris as other people are. So we're really high on like uh, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And we just think they're going to pass the ball a lot and they're going to put up some impressive passing, raw passing numbers. And even maybe
0: Juju Smith-Schuster to an extent, just relative to the market. Because I mean, people are yeah.
1: people are not high
0: on Juju, and really not high on Claypool or Deontay. Just when you look around in fantasy, uh, obviously Ben is. I mean, so do you find the Steelers to be a decent bet then to win the AFC or to or to to even to win the Super Bowl? I mean, they're twenty to one to win the AFC and forty plus, like forty four to one to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I don't find them to be a great bet to win those. I mean, there are a little – I I like them. I would value them better than Vegas. Yes. But because we also really like Baltimore, although that's going to take a hit in our next simulation because of the J.K. Dobbins injury, but because sure. we also like Baltimore, it's, like, going to be hard and, – and, you know, Cleveland, we're not as high on as other people, but that's a good team. It's going to be high, hard enough to get out of their division, let alone win the whole conference. Right. Yeah, I mean, I
0: would say – yeah, and it's the other thing about these odds too for the Super Bowl in the um in in the conference odds. It feels like, and I think this applies to the MVP odds too. Just looking around at the market, it feels like Vegas has no interest in being torched by any sort of remote long shot. Like they're just they're just. It's almost like they're so juiced up. You know, you have you know MVP Mahomes is five to one, and then Rodgers and Allen are you know twelve to one. They're, they're, and when you to me, those numbers don't make
1: sense relative to, you know, to the actual percentage chance of it happening. I, the, the Mahomes at five to one to me is a little absurd. Like, like you don't think of the, of the leader uh, and the odds being undervalued, but what are the oh. odds that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league this year? Uh, 50, like, 50%. Yeah, probably actually five to one, maybe is a good value. That's, that's, that's right. Like the five to one would be, be he would beat the MVP, what 16.7% of the time. Like in reality, yeah. the odds that he's the best quarterback are like 50% or something. And the odds that Kansas City is one of the best teams and he's one of the best quarterbacks has to be like 35 or 40. Like the odds for Mahomes to win MVP should be like three to one, hmm. or maybe even less than that. Interesting. All right. That's a fair point. I, it's, I, I guess, basically I guess that- acknowledged as the best player in the game. I guess
0: I feel like if and the most consistent. I guess I feel like if the Chiefs in the same thing with the Super Bowl odds, if the Chiefs are gonna be so low to win the conference and to win the Super Bowl, then that should be reflected in the numbers for other teams. And I don't feel like it is, you know, like the Bills are 12 to 1, right? I mean, shouldn't you know, shouldn't the Bills be like 20 to 1 if the Chiefs are gonna be six right. to one? But, yeah, but I but I, I understand. Yeah, and I but I understand why Vegas is taking the you know taking the air out of that balloon because they don't want to be torched by a bunch of futures and people are still going to bet these because you know we're all Djens and like to like to gamble on football um the uh all right so back to the back to the steelers you mentioned that the ravens are a team you're very high on do you do you think that they are a good team to bet in the futures market whether it's super bowl division or uh or in it or afc
1: Yeah, I do. Especially if, I mean, if you can get better odds now after the Dobbins injury, I mean, the Dobbins injury hurts them, but before the Dobbins injury, our numbers actually put them ahead of Kansas city. Now, if you asked me subjectively, who do I think is the best team in the AFC, the answer is Kansas city, right? Like I, there is a good possibility that the way that our analysis works, it, it moves everything a little bit towards the center We may not be fully capturing just how special Mahomes and that offense are. So I understand the idea that maybe we're wrong. You know, the Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. But that's not because we're too high on Baltimore. I think that would be because we're too low on Kansas City. Like, I think Baltimore has a pretty sweet chance. Like, you have to consider more than just one year. And remember, two years ago, they dominated the regular season. Like, ridiculously good one of the 10 best teams in the history of our dvoa stats during the regular wow. season and most of those players are still there so yes like they came back to the pack especially in offense last year but you know there's a good chance for a rebound where the offense is going to get better again and the defense is still going to be good and the special teams are still going to be good that i think that if you get like 14 to 1 odds on them for the super bowl i think that's a nice bet okay um and yeah you're right i think the number and
0: The number should move with the Dobbins injury, although he and it matters because he they are a run heavy team and he is a very good running back. But I mean, you know, it's still a running back, quasi replaceable. We'll see how the Gus Boss and and Justice Hill can do that. I wouldn't surprise me, as I noted on the podcast yesterday, if they traded for uh, Mark Ingram, you know, just just because he knows the system. Or, or I think they were linked with Todd Gurley. That would okay. I mean, whatever.
1: Um, but Todd Gurley has anything left.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, why 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 would they go out and get Todd Gurley? It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I also think that part of Baltimore's like value is is and th- this probably speaks to your stats too. Like relative to how they've performed, the narrative against Baltimore was one, they were a great team in 2019. Um, then they lost a playoff game to the Titans, and then Last year, Lamar Jackson regressed as a passer. Which, yeah, he complete nine percent of his passes were touchdowns in twenty nineteen. He was bound to regress. That that was and regress doesn't always mean decline. Regress just means re, you know reverting towards the mean. Um, right. So with the rest of the division, you talked about Pittsburgh. I'm curious. You know, Cleveland. Cleveland has Cleveland has a very good f- football team. They the roster looks good on both sides of the ball. Their odds are a little high for me in Vegas. And part of that is because they're the Browns. Uh, Do you, do the stats, do the stats strip away anything uh, that say, all right, maybe we should believe in this team, even though they say Cleveland on their uniforms.
1: No, the opposite is true. I want to believe in Cleveland, but I think that our stats from last year suggest they're not as good as people think they are. And they were last year, the second worst team by DVOA to ever go 11 and five. Wow. Right. Remember, they were outscored by their opponents during the regular season. And I went and looked in the offseason. I went and looked to see whether teams that – right the reason they were outscored in part was because they had a couple of really big, big losses early in the season. And I went to look for other teams that had a lot of their sort of negative point differential stuffed into two or three games. And I didn't find any indication that we should believe that they're better – than their point differential or their DVOA just because a lot of their bad performance was stuffed into two or three games. Mm. So what you're left with is a team that really should have been a 500 team last year that got a little better, not an 11 and five team that got a little better. Like they got a little better, but they also got rid of some players. People talk about everything they brought in on defense, but they also got rid of some good defensive players. And I don't see any real reason to believe their offense is going to be Better than last year. It was a top ten offense last year. It'll be a top ten offense this year, but I feel like they are like a nine and eight team, mm. not like a Super Bowl, Super Super Bowl contender. And I I want to be wrong because I I love their front office and I love the way that they've embraced analytics, but just based on past performance, they just were not a really great team last year.
0: Isn't isn't, isn't, uh, isn't it ironic that it's like the the, the analytics heavy teams yeah. is you're down on them because of analytics? And, and I agree, you know, Kevin Stefanski, I think em, embraces and embodies how a head coach should use analytics and in a way that isn't, you know, like overly rah-rah or even you know I mean, like he just he just does what he does and he speaks eloquently about it in you know, it, it it he's a he's a good poster boy for analytics. Andrew Barry, of course, uh, doing a great job with that front office uh, and with that roster. But I think you're right. Maybe there's a chance, especially if Pittsburgh doesn't stink this year. There's a good chance that the Browns sort of take uh, a step back. When you uh, you know looking at these numbers, I'm going to have to assume that the Seahawks, who uh, by the DVOA playoff odds report has a six per- or five percent chance, excuse me to win the Super Bowl, that you look at the Seahawks and see some value, uh, even in a division that's pretty tough because they are the top team in the NFC West uh, by that ranking. But Yeah,
1: by our numbers, Seattle is the top team in the NFC West, so that's where the value is. And then we have the Rams lower than perception, and I think we have the 49ers about equal with perception. Uh, I mean, that is the best division in the league, no doubt, but I think people just... Russell Wilson is good enough that he covers a lot of ills.
0: Sure. So you think, essentially, that their – I mean, is it, do, their defense – I mean, you, so you believe in everything about that team, all the problems and issues that they have, but you, it's just – They've got Ross, and he will take care of that.
1: Well, we think their defense is going to be a little bit better than I think people believe it's going to be. If you look at their defensive performance last year, it improved in the second half of the year while their offense was declining. So overall, for the whole year, their defense was better than people think it was. And there's still plenty of talent in the front seven there um so i think we like their defense better than most people do but yeah mostly it's just russell wilson i mean we have them with the number four projected offense he's just really really good how do you when you have an offensive
0: coordinator change like that how does what what are the kind of inputs and outputs just out of curiosity i
1: usually take a step back when you when you go to a new a new scheme uh, all other things being equal, you usually take a little bit of a step back. Obviously, there's lots of situations in which you don't. I mean, last year's Rams defense being a good example. But all other things being equal, you do take a little of a step step back with the new coordinators.
0: Um, I'm curious about San Francisco as well. You have them; they they look like they're a their team that eighth in uh, DVOA, like y'all's percentages to win the Super Bowl at 3.9, percent which is by the way a reminder that it's again like it's really hard to win the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah. Like, Like the like 3.9% is high, it's top 10 for y'all, and it doesn't actually just to veer in a different direction very quickly. Do you think that this is a year because you guys have the bucks at 17.7, which is absurd? Is this a year again where we're looking at top heavy uh teams dominating or like the chalk wins, or or do you think no?
1: No, it's hard to say before the season gets. Going, I don't think it's any more top heavy than usual. The Bucks just happen to be really strong and have a really easy schedule.
0: Helps to win the Get Super Bowl and not really teams. If if you win the division, if you, I mean, if you're a wild card team that wins the Super Bowl,
1: and you bring all your starters back. It's, yeah. You're you're in a pretty good spot in the next year because you have a second. Yeah, especially when the other big competitor in your division lost their Hall of Fame quarterback, even if he wasn't playing as good as in the past last year. Right. Like, I mean, losing Breeze is a thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if he's just throwing banging slants into Michael
0: Thomas's belly, it's still it's still a thing for sure. But it's on the 49ers. And the Rams uh at eighth and tenth respectively in the DVOA uh, rankings. And you can go see these at footballoutsiders.com, of course, sign up for a free account You get access to the stats. How what kind of how do you see the Jimmy G and Trey Lance thing playing out? Do you I mean, do you have anything in the database about uh two quarterbacks being used at the same time
1: across Not multiple? Not really. Teams? It's pretty I, rare, right? I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, overall, rookie quarterbacks tend to struggle. Even first rounders tend to struggle. So even though everybody out there in Twitter land believes the 49ers would be better off if they switched to Trey Lance right now, our projection would go down if Mm. they switched from Garoppolo to Trey Lance as the starter. For For 17 weeks or 17 games. Yeah, because you have to expect that rookie quarterbacks struggle. Like that's, you have to project them to be below average, even though some of them won't be on average, they will be bad so garoppolo's numbers have been great now listen you we want to say that a lot of that is because of the scheme and it's because of shanahan and therefore lance won't be your run-of-the-mill rookie quarterback because the shanahan scheme boosts numbers up i mean we want to say that but we don't have statistical evidence for that so we can't put that in our statistical projection system you know
0: sure makes sense the um the rams with stafford moving from Goff to Stafford, I mean, what kind of, I'm just, I mean, I assume I well, maybe didn't have projections for Goff for the season, but like I, how much of a difference is that? Not in terms of, or I mean, not, project-
1: a, not as big a difference. I think as conventional wisdom believes, if you okay. look at the stats last year, Stafford was a lot better than Goff. The year before he was better, but in a limited sample, the year before Goff was better. Yeah. And so It's tough because some of it has to do with just how many years in the back, you know, how many years in the past are you looking at? And the fact is Stafford has never really been a top 10 quarterback in this league. Now, we can again, this is subjective. We can believe that McVeigh's scheme is going to turn him into a top 10 quarterback. But until we see that happen, it's not like we have a ton of evidence that McVeigh Turns guys into top 10 quarterbacks We have one piece of evidence We have Golf. that's the only evidence we have Until we see it happen with more than one guy We don't have a lot of evidence That it's going to happen with more than one guy So Stafford is better than Goff I think, but I don't think That he's You saw people like doing polls about top 10 Quarterbacks in the league where people were putting Stafford In the top 10, even putting him in the top 5 Like, he's just never been That guy
0: now, I mean, I have to admit, I'm a massive Matthew Stafford homer. Um, I just love Stafford, and I think that he will get into the Hall of Fame by virtue of playing with with over the Assuming he can play X number of years and and win, you know, expectation. And but I, I definitely agree. Like the the hype around Stafford leading into this season got is gotten a little spun out of control.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is that their defense, right, as once again is getting used to a new coordinator and they lost some talent. If if people are going to say, look at the Browns and all the talent that they added on defense, then you have to say, look at the Rams and the talent they lost, because that talent all went to the Browns. (laughs) right? If you're going to give the Browns credit for adding Troy Hill and John Johnson, then you have to penalize the Rams for losing Troy Hill and John Johnson. You cannot both say, oh, well, the Rams defense is fine. They didn't lose anybody. And, oh, the Browns defense is awesome. Look at who they added from the Rams. (laughs) Right. No, I mean, it's the the Rams by virtue
0: of trading away draft picks and by virtue of having a a you know just stars and scrubs type of roster and having to pay Jared Goff a, a stupid amount of money this year even though he's not on the roster weren't able to retain some of their top end free agents i mean that's a you know that that's that's sort of how that's why there's a salary cap and that's how that works uh yeah. do you do you perceive i mean clearly you perceive the rams to be a super bowl contender but any any interest in betting on them and or the 49ers at their at their odds
1: no, I mean I think we have the 49ers about at what the odds are in Vegas. And we 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 have the Rams lower than what their odds are. We okay. we would not bet on the Rams. And and of course with the,
0: the Seahawks there, there's no value in that division really either.
1: With the Well, if the Seahawks, if we were gonna bet on one of those three teams, it would be the Seahawks.
0: Right, right. There's no value on the yeah, yeah, the two favorites to win the division. The Seahawks probably do present value in as much as Pete Carroll wants to drag that team down, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame anybody. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I mean, you want to talk about coach quality. I mean, the thing about Pete Carroll is he's a good example of how in the analytics world we cannot judge coaches solely by the stuff that we do analytics on because the fact is when it comes to the stuff we don't have analytics on, Pete Carroll is very good. He's very good at influencing his team. He's very good at coaching them up. Right. <laughs> you don't have a coach him up. Uh, no, him up. Uh, we don't have a variable for that. But the, right. but on the other hand, he passes. He doesn't pass enough. He doesn't go for it on fourth downs enough. That's the stuff that analytics can measure. But the stuff that analytics doesn't measure is where Pete Carroll excels. And that's sort of why Pete Carroll, I, I get I
0: I always push back on it. A little, I, mean, I understand that analytics does not like Pete Carroll as a coach because of his methodology but like the dude just gets wins now granted, he does have russell wilson that that helps a lot uh okay let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll look at some uh some value plays and maybe some long shots in the super bowl market the all-new hyundai 2024 santa fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So again, as I mentioned, I don't think that there's an inherently a great amount of value in, I was, just, I was just perusing Caesar's Super Bowl odds. And I mean, it's just tough to find, it's like tough to find a great amount of value because, you know, you can look at, you look at the 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 you know the teams that are down at the bottom. I mean, nobody's taken, you know, once you get down past about 50 to one, there's not a ton of value. As I said, the Steelers at 40 to one, they have a tough division. You know, the Broncos are at the same price. But I think there's a little bit of interest for me in the middle of this market, specifically with. Ah, uh, two teams, and they both they show up on the DVOA report, and uh, I'm assuming that one of these teams shows up because Football Outsiders is a programmed robot, uh, a homer that loves the New England Patriots. Um, I can't, I can't. But you guys are always higher on the Patriots. Like you gets flack every year. It's like not last year. That? Last
1: year, I think we were lower on the Patriots Ooh. than most people were. Okay, there you go.
0: Uh, they are checking at number seven overall. Four percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think that the market is a little bit low on the Patriots as well. They're 30 to one to win the Super Bowl now, and you can get them at a good price to win their division too. I, I think the Bills will probably win the division, but I, I like that the the Patriots have depth at quarterback now. We don't know if it'll be Cam or Mac. Um, they added a ton of skill position guys in the in the offseason. Jacoby Myers is a year older, and that defense should take a big step forward or at least regress back to the mean, if only because of the the guys who opted out last year.
1: Because of my respect for the Buffalo Bills, the bet that I like is Patriots to make the playoffs. Oh, I like that. Because then it doesn't matter if the Bills are better than them. And I think that that's a really good bet. Patriots to make the playoffs. You can get positive odds in a lot of places still. So in other words, you know, lower than 50-50. And I, we have the Patriots making the playoffs something like 62% of simulations. Oh, wow. Um, one of the things we use in our defensive projections is a variable that's net value added on defense. So looking at personnel changes. Last year's Patriots had the biggest net value subtracted of any defense of the last 20 years. Wow. This year's Patriots have the biggest net value added of any defense of the last 20 years. When you look at Hightower coming back, plus Matt Judon and Devon Godshow and Jalen Mills and so on and so on and so on, they add a ton of talent on defense. Yeah. I mean, they, they stunk on defense last year and
0: it's not, that's not because, you know, people are like, Oh, Tom Brady, left that's why Belichick's team didn't make the playoffs. Well, I mean, it's not like Bill Belichick forgot how to coach defense. You know, I mean, he is still a, the, greatest defensive coach in the history of football more than i
1: just I lost perhaps. lost a lot of guys and they also they had absurd level of takeaways in 2019 and you knew that that was not going to continue sure yeah so um patriots yay
0: or nay on a uh on a super bowl bet at 30 to one or better
1: i mean yay but i'd rather do the bet on the i mean that's a nice little long shot bet but i'd rather a more realistic bet i think is to make the playoffs
0: I tweeted this actually a couple of weeks ago. People like got mad at me. I was like, dude, the Patriots at plus money to make the playoffs is a smart move, especially when you you look at the the market and there are only uh I think five teams in the AFC, the last I checked, who are minus money to make the playoffs. That leaves a it may have been four actually. And that leaves a lot of spots for teams to for te- for you know for a team like the Patriots to to steal a spot in the playoffs. And I agree with you on the Bills. Uh, I like their over-win total. I think y'all's mean projection is like 10-6. Um, but I tend to look at them as maybe more of a 12-13 win team. And maybe you do, Our too. Our
1: win projection totals, totals tend to be a little too grouped around 500. Like, it's something I need to work on is figuring out why they group so heavily around 500. Sure. Um, I'll add one more thing about the Patriots. They have the easiest projected schedule in the league. Oh, yeah. And the Bills, by the way, have one of the easiest projected schedules in the league. So, getting back to the Bills, like, yeah, the Bills are a really good team. They're they, really they, good the ASC South
0: and the NFC South, I think, right? I mean, that that's playing those. I, th- I think that's correct. If you play, if, if that is right, you get. I mean, you're talking. I, in my opinion, five wins. Five the AFC
1: 20. South is, in, in my mind, the AFC South is the worst division in in the league. And yeah, the yeah. NFC South has got some, is you know, other than Tampa Bay, is is lower down. So absolutely, yeah, it's an easy schedule.
0: Yeah, and Plus the
1: Jets twice.
0: Yeah, Jets twice, and you you know, the Dolphins are actually check in. That's the other team I was going to ask about. You have the Dolphins at, uh, oh, I lost it there. Uh, you slightly have the Dolphins above average. Yeah, fourteenth uh, in turn. Yeah, so slightly above average. Uh, probably not. Probably not worth anything at the at the at thirty to one, the same price as the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. But you know, do have them ahead of the Browns uh, in terms of in terms of winning the Super Bowl. And right there, the the Vikings in the NFC. Now that's a team that I can get behind, even though I don't. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, you know, with the the asterisk that, of course, we wrote this book before everything has happened to the Vikings. All kinds of weird things have happened to the Vikings in the preseason, mostly revolving around COVID. But right, um, this is a team that. In a lot of stats that tend to regress towards the mean, were really, really bad last year. Sure, in ways that are likely to get better, like special teams, and defensive injuries, and offense on third downs. Like a lot of things are likely to get better for them for this year. Um, I I have a
0: hard time. That's why I was glad to hear. I believe that Josh Allen is vaxxed. I know, obviously, Cole. I feel like I talk about vaxxed every freaking podcast, but it matters to me. If I matters. if I'm betting on the Vikings, I don't want I don't want to bet on the Vikings if Kirk Cousins is not vaxed and could miss X number of games. Now he might not miss them, but if you were told that there's a, like it, it, you're essentially increasing the uh, the possibility of him suffering an injury and having to miss two weeks of of games by you know betting on a you know and I just don't I don't want to bet on a quarterback who might miss games. I mean that's just as simple as that.
1: Yep. I I'm fully with you. It is absolutely going to be an issue all year long and something we have to talk about. And it's not political. It's all about winning money.
0: <laughs> yeah. right. Exactly. right. I'm, we're on the same board. So you're higher on the Vikings from a projection standpoint, but wouldn't want to take them uh, in terms yeah, of.
1: It, it turns out that our, what I thought was higher than conventional wisdom is not that much higher than conventional wisdom. Yeah. Last, last time I saw I think I, not to make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl, I think the bet I might take is the over under. Okay. Uh, last time I saw it was eight and a half. And our last, our projection had them with a mean of 9.1 wins, which is, you know, not the biggest difference, but it's, a you know, if I was going to bet five or six overs, that's probably one of the ones I would bet. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I trust Kirk
0: Cousins to make a Super Bowl run or that I trust. Uh, the Vikings to up in the the Packers with with Aaron Rodgers um, now back. When you when you start looking down the board a little bit, the uh, the Saints thirty to one. I know you're not as uh... I like the Saints. Yeah, we're
1: big on the Saints defense. I know they lost some people, but that still has been a really good, consistently good defense. And I don't think the people they lost were necessarily that important. And um, Jameis Winston has always been an average quarterback. Like except for the year he threw the thirty picks. He's always been slightly above average. The idea that Jameis Winston sucks is just wrong. Yeah, and he's, you know, I I don't you know
0: remember when Harbaugh took over San Francisco, and and all of a sudden Alex Smith started changing the way he dressed and changing the way he talked. What like what Sean Payton's doing with Jameis Winston reminds me of that former number one overall pick never fully realized the potential. Um, you know, and you get the quarterback makeover from a from a QB guru sits on the bench and learns and now is i mean we know he can throw if if you fix his decision making and that's sort of what i'm getting at here is like all of a sudden you fix his decision making or change his mentality you could i mean they could unlock something and be a a definite super bowl threat
1: i mean michael thomas being injured absolutely hurts them you know first half of the season or however long he's out there's no question about it but if they have with winston are like the 14th best offense in the league and you combine that with the defense that we think they have, that is a playoff team. Absolutely. So
0: I think you would then like the Saints if they were any kind of plus money or just you know minus one twenty to make the playoffs plus uh, maybe a little stab at Super Bowl at thirty to one, right?
1: yeah, it's a it's a fun little long shot stab. Uh, again, sort of like the Patriots, I like to make the playoffs as my favorite bet because I have so much faith in a team being ahead of them in their own division. Right. Then it's, I, it's, I don't it's, almost it.
0: it's it's the quarterback situation might be fixed this year. Trust the head coach. We think the defense is going to be good again this year. And yeah. there's just another team that's a lot better than like I'm not I'm not willing to fade in that division.
1: Yeah. And that's the, the way I feel about the Patriots is the way I feel about
0: the Saints. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree with that completely. Uh, we been talking about the Steelers. Does the Washington football team to win the Super Bowl intrigue you at all at 50 to one?
1: Mm,
0: not really okay how about the philadelphia eagles at 80 to one uh slightly oh uh well debo is a uh, producer debo is a uh is an eagles fan so i'm curious how uh football no, looks at philly this year they're bad
1: if, 80 to one is pretty long odds though i mean yeah the, I mean, you're an Eagles, you're like after you get past
0: 80 to 1 here on Caesars it's the Bengals, Jags, and Jets, Lions, Texans at you know 125. Yeah. I mean that's right. 80 to 1 is a long shot.
1: Yeah, if you ask me of those 6 teams which would be the most likely to do it, I guess I would say Philly, but the, you know n- those are all super long shot bets.
0: Yeah, the well, the, the 80 to 1 teams yeah. are Panthers, Raiders, Eagles
1: and Giants. Oh, uh, Raiders. Oh, really? Oh yeah, of those teams, yeah. I feel that the Raiders are the most mediocre team in the league. <laughs> and at 80 to 1, that's good. So mediocre is a compliment in this kind. Me- mediocre. Well, if you're <laughs> projected to be really bad, the, but I mean, if conventional wisdom thinks you're going to be really bad, mediocre is better than bad. It's sure. average. So you're think- very average. They're slightly above average on offense, they're slightly below average on defense. Hmm. They're very bland, they don't really have stars, like they're just there. okay, now I know that's not what they wanted when they gave Pruden all that money, right, but of the teams that you just read to me, which do I think is the most likely to make this a Super Bowl run, it would be that that something finally clicked for the Raiders and that that they made a run. boy wouldn't that be something? The it's Raider. not likely no, no, no no. and it, I think it's <laughs> more likely than the Eagles or the Giants.
0: And again, that's sort of my beef. And I'm not like complaining about, um, you know, Caesar's odds here. I mean, again, you know, set the odds what you want. People are going to bet them. And, and you know, these are generally the same across the board. But I, I, I was saying on the podcast a few weeks ago with the Bengals, 125 to one to win the Super Bowl, that's just not good odds. The Bengals well, should be okay. like 500 to one to win the Super Bowl. Right? Who who's at five hundred to one? I'm saying the Bengals should be like five hundred to one to win the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I think 125 to one might be closer to it. I mean, they do have oh, the guy who was the number one pick a year ago.
0: Oh, so you like you maybe like a little bounce back from uh, from Cincinnati.
1: Well, I mean, 125 to one isn't a good team, so I don't know how <laughs> much bounce back that is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, they could go seven and ten. Okay
0: uh the in that in back to the uh afc west very quickly the chargers at 30 to 1 uh, uh, any interest in them at all that's the team that we are
1: lower on than everybody else how come because i think people are expecting a huge second year leap from herbert but herbert was already so good as a first in his first year that players who are that good as rookies don't take second year leaps there's nowhere there's nowhere to jump to uh, there is. I mean, he could be Dan Marino. <laughs> but he could also, but he could also be Dak Prescott, right? Who Dak Prescott really declined in his second year. If you look at on average at the top 12 quarterbacks in football outsider stats since 83, the top 12 rookies, on average, they were a little bit worse the next year because they were already so good that central tendency was a stronger uh, influencer than a second year league. And on defense, I think there's this belief that Staley's going to turn them into the best defense in the league because he did that with the Rams. But the Rams were ninth in DVOA when Staley took them over, and he took them from ninth to fourth. That's not a huge improvement. Right. The Chargers were like 23rd last year. It's very different than the Rams defense he was taking over. And yes, Derwin James, yes, I know, Derwin James, very good, if healthy, yes, but... I don't want to depend on the Derwin James if healthy until Derwin James is healthy. And same thing with Joey Bosa.
0: I mean, Joey Bosa, if health if Joey Bosa and Derwin James play 17 games, the Chargers defense will probably be top 10 in the the league. But, you know, those are two pretty big Jenga pieces. And you pull those guys out for a couple of games each, and all of a sudden you lose everything on the back end with Derwin. Or you just – Quietly, don't have any depth at pass rusher with Melvin. And, and I just,
1: I don't think, as important as those guys are, I don't think they're as important as Donald and Ramsey. That's, I would, I would agree with that as well. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, all right, is there
0: anybody that uh, we that I, as a, as a host, erroneously neglected to ask you about that you think could present value as a Super Bowl bet?
1: Uh, as a Super Bowl bet, no. The okay. over under that I like is the oh. Detroit Lions. Especially if you can get them at four and a half.
0: Please don't say the over.
1: Over four and a half, yes. Okay, t- talk me into the lo-
0: taking Dan Campbell.
1: <laughs> the- well, do you the believe over. that Matt, Matt Patricia was maybe the worst coach in the league, yeah. and seriously dragged that team down? So, if you believe that, don't you have to believe that they'll get a little better with a new head coach? So this is this is this is one of my favorite theories, but it's the dead cat bounce. Yeah. Basically,
0: but, yeah, you're like a dead cat is landing on the cement and p- bouncing back up because you know it's it's. Uh,
1: yeah, I I wouldn't go anywhere near the Lions to make the playoffs. Lions to win the Super Bowl, none of that stuff. No, and I know that in some places it's gone to five. It's not as good a bet if it's at five, right? But at four and a half, the possibility that this Lions team remember what I also said about Goff and Stafford. I think Goff is a little bit better than conventional wisdom believes. The idea that they can go five and twelve. Or six and eleven, I think they're more likely to go five and twelve or six and eleven than they are to go four and thirteen or three and fourteen.
0: Okay, I I mean, and I I you know there is a for smart people there is a long held belief that almost anybody can win five games in the NFL. It's not it's not that hard. Like the idea that somebody's going to go zero and seventeen is kind of ludicrous because it
1: takes a lot of bad luck to yes. be that bad.
0: Yes, typically, traditionally speaking. Even terrible football teams will stumble into a win or two here or there. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I don't. I just don't feel, you know, like the Texans too. They're over under four. Just neither one of them feels particularly comfy having the, the over. Are
1: different because the Texans feel like such a garbage fire right now.
0: They they do feel like a garbage
1: with fire. The Lions. Part of my argument is not an analytical argument, but a psychological one. If you really believe that Patricia had so many players angry at him Mm. and now, and now that there's a coach that the players like better and there's coordinators and the word has come out of Detroit. They like the coordinators better and they like Aaron Glenn and they like, right. That's the opposite situation of Houston in Houston. It's a garbage fire, right? So like all the analytics have them down. And then also psychologically, it's a mess. With the Lions, I feel like there's that dead cat bounce.
0: Okay. Uh, The Detroit Lions, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Schatz is uh, (laughs) one of your... uh, I know.
1: I seem to be big on the Lions every year, so I'm going to get a reputation for this after a while, and they're probably going to prove me wrong again. But, again... It's not Lions to make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl. It's Lions to win five games. <laughs> right. And <laughs> you could win You could win five games and be
0: the worst team in football in 20, in 2021. The 70. worst
1: team in the history of DVOA won four games. <laughs> Who was that? The 2005 49ers. Oh, wow. When they lost, they lost by like 50 points. <laughs> That's amazing. And then they won four games by like a field goal.
0: I was worried you were going to say the 2010 Panthers. I don't remember having games uh, anyone. But that team was bad. That offense was very bad. Defense was fine, though, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Uh, make sure and go to footballoutsiders.com. You can sign up for your free account. You can register and play in the losers league for a chance to go and meet Aaron Schatz at the big game in Los Angeles uh in next February. Also get the Football Outsiders almanac, as you can tell, we've been referencing a lot. There are it is it, it is in you know, it's not summer anymore, but you got two weeks to read it, and it is. Thick, robust, and has a great writing. It's not just great insight, it's great writing too. You get a bunch of the best, the smartest minds. So you find young talent too. The 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 Aaron Shot's I don't remember, the, is it the Aaron Shot's coaching tree or the the F. My coaching, coaching
1: tree, tree is, is wide and has many names on it, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh I mean like Bill Barnwell, Mike Tannier, uh, all, all pal Andy Benoit
1: now with the uh, the Rams has
0: uh, spent time Doug, writing for it as well. Doug
1: Ferrar, uh yeah, Andrew works for the in the Browns front office. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's, it's too long to even uh, really to name everybody. And if I left somebody off, my apologies. But make sure and check that out. Thank you as always for your time, buddy. Love talking to you every year and uh, pump for some football. Maybe some fans in the stands, too.
1: Yes. I uh, love being on and I'm ready for the season. So let's do it. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right.
0: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.